Hey, Sean. Yeah. So have you ever had to cancel like a cell phone service or a internet service? Yeah. Uh, so you know how when, you know how when they do that, they're always trying to entice you with a better deal or you know a few few dollars savings here and there. Yep. So I recently switched my internet provider uh, and I contacted my old one to tell them that I wanted to set up a cancellation date, like an end service date. Uh, and the weirdest thing happened. Um, they offer, like they off, tried to offer me a uh, better, I'm doing air quotations, a better deal right now, which was still more expensive than what I would be paying with my new provider. Um, but they said, uh, because I was such a loyal customer, they wanted to offer me one month of service for free. And it's so kind of ass backwards that like I'm going to cancel regardless. They set my cancellation date to a month from now or and then I'm not paying anything for the next month. So for the next month, I'm going to have two internet services and I'm just going to like download as much stuff as I can. <laughs> I think I'm going to delete everything on my PlayStation 5 and my Xbox and re-download it all just to see how much bandwidth I can take up. Oh, so you actually took that deal? (laughs) Well, like, they're going to cancel it anyways. Like, they set up the cancellation date, but he's like, I'm just going to set the cancellation date to end of October and put a credit on your account so you don't have to pay for for that service. I'm like, okay. So it cancels next month, at the end of next month, or I, I, I guess it's October now. It cancels at the end of the month, and I don't have to pay anything for it. So I'm just going to download like nine terabytes of data. Interesting. You yeah. know what you don't have to cancel? Uh, what's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast, where the first half of the show is always about pleasantries, and the second half of the show is about how much I can annoy David with it's one simple word. Ang- angry trees. Moist. <laughs> I love the word moist. Angry I, trees? What are you saying? Yeah, as opposed to pleasant trees. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, angry trees. Like, are we talking like, it is spooky season. By the time you guys listen to this show, it will be October. And I got to tell you, I'm super excited. So there's a Maple Leaf documentary coming out on Amazon Prime, five episodes, October 1st. And it's called All or Nothing. And they had a documentary crew follow the team for the entire season. Uh, What team team is this? The Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leaf team that choked in the first round of the playoffs last year are in a documentary series called All or Nothing. I'm it's, so excited to watch this fire. Wow. Like, is it how long is it? How many it's, episodes? It's five episodes. So, you know what the funny thing is, is? It was probably planned to be like nine or 10 episodes, but because they just uh, shit the bed every year, they, they're like, we don't have enough content to make a full 10 episode mini documentary series. Well, Amazon started doing these shows shortly after. Um, like, do you remember HBO's 24 7? It was a big thing while we were in college. So uh, it would follow it sa- like it sounds familiar. It would follow two like hockey teams towards the winter classic. And that was like, and then it was a docu-series that you got to watch. And it would like the final episode would air just after the winter classic. 
it was a really cool like concept that just never really took off anymore. okay yeah yeah so like i do enjoy this kind of footage i'm probably gonna watch the whole thing tomorrow because uh i live in ontario and there's a national hall or is it a, a national holiday tomorrow or a provincial it's not it's a even federally it's, run it's provincial a, holiday yeah so uh our supreme chancellor uh mr dougie ford decided that okay so for people who don't know the federal government decided that um oh then it's not provincial it's so so here's the national so for people who don't know um there was a very very dark stain uh in the underpants of canadian history that came to light uh just a few months ago um well i mean it's been come to light for more than a few months but go on well like it it this is like you know your parents finding a collection of old sandwiches that they made for you for lunch during high school under your bed and they've now just turned into this a big moldy clusterfuck of stuff that you can no longer hide (laughs) yeah so anyway so long story short there was thousands of uh unmarked graves and bodies found of indigenous children um, at different uh, Catholic schools across Canada. So as part of the reconciliation, the federal government uh, decided to make September 30th, a, uh, a national, I, I got to get a the name federally right. regulated national holiday. It's a, National Day of Reconciliation, essentially, for like, remembrance and reconciliation for these indigenous families and children that lost their lives um, at the hands of, you know, the church and the school board many years ago. And actually not even, you know, as early as or as late as like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I think so the last schools. residential school closed in like 1996 or 97, something like that. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, the federal government made it a federal uh, holiday. So federal employees get the day off, banks get the day off and stuff like that. But then it was up to the provinces to make it a provincially stat holiday. So a day that is mandatory off for everyone um and then people would also get paid stat holiday pay um, but that's beside the point anyways our supreme chancellor our glorious leader dougie ford decided to not make it a stat holiday for ontario it's just a federal <laughs> provincially provincial federal government holiday so if you work for the ontario government or if you work for the banks and some other employers who have decided to to um, make it a holiday for their company, then you get September 30th off. To, for- to, clar- to clarify for those who are confused, if your company or place of business is federally regulated, it works like Remembrance Day or the Civic Holiday. Oh, yeah, there you go. If it's federally, federally regulated, uh, so anything that has to... Bought, like go by laws yeah. or rules based off of provincial or federal yeah my game, uh stuff like that my which is weird though because sorry my uh my sister just told me that she has september 30th off and her employer is not federally regulated so i that's why i'm saying it also depends on the specific employer if they want to um, observe the holiday 
100%. And I was going to say my, my employer is one of the many employers in Ontario and Canada that is uh, um, supporting and raising funds for these causes. Um, we have like our orange shirts and all that stuff. And uh, I will say like, if you don't know much about it, try and educate yourself on it. It's uh, it's a lot more than just children being removed from their homes and essentially murdered and buried behind schools. But the other thing that you could look up is like the Trail of Tears, which is a huge, huge, um, uh, how would you say it, uh, event that happened between like 1830 and 1850 by the United States, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a lot of history behind this and – I'm glad people are finally standing up and like saying enough is enough. And this is what, for those who don't know, this is what a lot of people are posting on like their Facebook or Instagrams, like every child matters. And there's like counts that are continually growing up. I, I don't know off the top of my head and I apologize, but I, I do believe the number is over 6,000. Yeah. Something like that. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's wild. Wine is too many. Um, my employer is not going to, take the day off because they like money too much do you get to wear Uh, orange though tomorrow no i have to wear my regular green old green scrubs i am glad though that they are getting a day because if you guys remember a few short months ago like this was part of the movement to try and cancel canada day and like there was this like they wanted it to be a day of remembrance and like not celebrate canada not celebrate the fourth of july and i'm i'm at least I would say glad that there is going to be proper recognition. There are mm-hmm. going to be ceremonies and events tomorrow. And I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I had my opinions on canceling Canada because uh, Canada is every country has its dark history and it has its stains on the underpants, um, but that doesn't make it fundamentally a bad country. So anyways, let's uh, let's, let's talk let's about move some on to something. Let's something that let's talk about something that really has enraged us. Um, sure. Actually, before in a, that, in a lighter note, <laughs> before that, uh, I do want to I, w- I want to thank David because he's taught me the ways of a patient gamer. Sort of. He saved me twenty dollars. Well, technically, I saved you way more than twenty dollars. No, I was going to buy it for twenty dollars, but but my my brain also told me like, eh, I don't really need this right now. But once again, Game Pass came to my rescue, and it wasn't David. And now Marvel Avengers, the complete edition, will be available on Game Pass starting... It'll be on Game Pass by the time this recording is up for you to listen to. I almost bought this literally five days ago. Yeah. Like, I, I was in a store, and I saw it for $19. Brand. Are you going to tell people what it is? Marvel Avengers. <laughs> yeah you're gonna play it for a little bit think that it's kind of okay and then be disappointed that it's nothing like spider-man well i i know it's more of a like hack and slash not open world it's very linear i get that would i like an open world avengers game absolutely that's a word right <laughs> uh, i think so i i think it is now yeah um yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I wanted to tell you about a documentary I watched. Okay. So it is part of the Untold series on Netflix. Have you seen these? Uh, you know what? 
I don't have Netflix anymore. Right, because your parents stopped paying for it. <laughs> this is this is true. So before they stopped paying for it, these untold films came out, and they're 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 all about like they they all have different like untold stories about like truth and documentary. And this one I watched specifically was called Crime and Penalties, and it was about how this this mafia guy. Well, I wouldn't say he was a mafia, but they call him like the real life Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. And like they they even say James Gandolfini's like character was loosely based on him. I forget his name right now, so I'm going to look it up while I tell you about it. But essentially, this this man owned a trash company in New York State. Um, it was called Untold Crime and Penalties. And he bought his son, the Danbury Thra- uh, Trashers. So he bought a hockey team, named it the Danbury Trashers. And they were like this insane goon squad like legitimate goon squad in um like a, a lower league like the i believe it was mm-hmm. called the ushl and it was it was a fascinating to watch how this this story kind of unfolded but the fact that his like father went to prison for like money laundering racketeering and a bunch of other things while this was all happening and he was using he was using the hockey club to essentially like launder money. They brought in uh, when the NHL had his lockout, they ended up bringing in a professional NHL player to join this team. Like it is insanity. Some of the stuff that happened in this, this documentary, it was only like an hour and a half, but I was just like mind blown. His name is Jimmy Galante. A real-life Tony Soprano, as he's described in the film, purchased an expansion hockey team for $500,000 and put it under his 17-year-old son's control. And that's not even the craziest part of this story. It's, it, was, it was wild. He, like... He, the first player he signed was Wayne Gretzky's brother. Really? Yeah. Like, first Dwayne, started, Dwayne Gretzky? No, no, Brent Gretzky. Dwayne Gretzky's uh, a musical act out of Toronto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, this guy hired a bunch of goons that used to play in the NHL. Um, they had this guy named, uh, this is his nickname, Ruman Nigerian Nightmare Nadur, who was a former Buffalo Sabre and New York Ranger. And he was just like a heavyweight. He just beat the shit out of people on the ice. That guy signed up on the team. And the other thing is, like, this, these teams had um, crazy salary caps. So they were very, very like low end teams. Like you could pay a, a player like forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and this the this Jimmy Galante guy was throwing bags of money at these guys, paying them under the table. And the one guy in the interview was just like, "It's amazing when payday come or came, I'd get my hockey check, and then I'd get four checks from like companies I didn't even work for. My wife was on their payroll. It's like it was wild. That's crazy. Yeah, you need to see this." Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe you uh maybe you uh throw me a few bucks and you can be on my my Netflix. Mm. Join my family, if you will. <laughs> oh, you're gonna finally adopt me. I mean, I've been it's, adopted to your family like numerous times. It's me, your son. No, it's <laughs> it's a it's a me, Mario. Oh my god, you I think, do, Oh my god. I Are think you I, into this? No, no, we'll do that later. Uh. So <laughs> all we're here to talk about is the disaster that Nintendo Direct ultimately was. Well, I wouldn't say it was a disaster per se. Sum it up in one sentence. 
I, I know I can. One sentence. In okay, one maybe sentence, two. Maybe I would two. say the Nintendo Direct was a roller coaster that turned into the under a stain in the underpants of Nintendo's history. <laughs> it was a roller coaster I wanted to get off of. Uh, I would say Nintendo Direct indirectly directed me to two more directs. And that's the, all I would say. It was, I, I, I've got a few qualms with it. Uh, and like, we are going to break it down for you guys and go through the games one by one that they announced. But my biggest thing now, and I've said this to you guys on the podcast before, and I've said this to David numerous times. If you're going to show gameplay footage, you'd think you'd be smart enough to render out the frame drops or edit away from the frame drops. Because numerous games we saw had insane frame drops in their demos. Mm -hmm. They weren't even gameplay trailers. They were renders. Like you have to be better than that. It's kind of odd that they're, they're showing like Pokemon Arceus, right? They've shown that a few times now. And like the first video was, had such bad frame rate. And then, now like there's more games that they're showing that just looked like they were completely unfinished and not even remotely close to being released nintendo unfortunately and i can't believe i'm going to say this nintendo has become this console of the past sure the switch is like this new piece of technology or newer piece of technology that sony and microsoft haven't quite cracked but Steam just did and Steam's going to be at 720p and it's probably not going to look this bad. The other thing is when you look at some of the games that they showed off or told us about, they're old games. Mm-hmm. Let, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Or the beginning based on the list that we have here. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Do you remember like like I saw the original part of the trailer? I'm like, this game looks kind of I thought it was originally going to be Tiny Tina's. And then I saw the dragon. And then I saw how bad the dragon looked. And then I saw Capcom's logo. I was like, this sucks. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, it's just an expansion. Yeah. For, I don't know. I wasn't like, I played the Monster Hunter games, but I haven't really played Monster Hunter Rise. Nor do I really expect that I'm going to anytime soon. Like, I mean, for the people that this game is made for, like, who like this, like, they're pretty, pretty psyched. But was this even gameplay footage, like, in this trailer? I guess no, it, kind it was of, rendered. It was, like, pre-rendered stuff. Yeah. Um, what was next? The the announcement of an announcement trailer. Oh, the Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing <laughs> New Horizons drought is finally over. And I they know, are right? showing us... The much-loved Pigeon Barista Brewster will arrive in our new update. And they put it in the stupid mansion that's like Freaking er, the museum. The, the museum. Like, what the hell? Like, what a what a stupid update. You know, everyone wanted Brewster, but now, like, you can't even make, uh, like, an actual coffee shop, right? You can't decorate the outside because it's a freaking room in the museum. Like, it's just Nintendo just is being lazy 
that's really what it is. They didn't want to make a whole new building that you had to place. They just had a wall on the uh, museum and then they just turned it into a door. So I don't know, but there's, there's apparently going to be a, there's what another Nintendo direct coming out for animal crossing in October, October. uh, This one's not the fifth. This is later October. Um, yeah, there's a there's another direct, I think, or or more, a video with more info about some of the other updates that are coming to Animal Crossing. So hopefully there actually will be some quality of life updates. There's going to be a, um, a another Halloween event, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm OK with that, but I'm not overly impressed so far. No, the next game they showed off. OK, I'll give it a little bit of credit, not a lot. The Mario Golf Super Rush seems to be taking off. It might yeah. be a game that maybe maybe has a little bit more um, longevity than I thought it originally would. It's getting some more characters, including including Koopa Troopa and Ninji. But I like that they are doing um, like they're adding multiple courses for free. This is the second free yeah. game update. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, they updated it right away, which is really cool. Um, I think they are maybe learning from what happened with uh, Super Ten- Mario Tennis Aces. The game kind of came out. There's a ton of hype behind it. And then it was just kind of meh. Like the story mode, like they hyped that there was a story mode. And it was just, it wasn't really a story mode. It was kind of stupid. Um, and I think they, hopefully... I could be wrong. It could just be some of this stuff could just have been planned. Um, not updates, but withheld uh, game mechanics and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Like, like a DLC, right? But free, like they take parts of the game out just so they can release it later on for free. Um, Super Mario Tennis Aces didn't really have that. There was some updates and they had some competitions and stuff like that for you to unlock new characters. But for the most part, it just kind of was not um, supported. So I feel like they're doing better for Super Mario Golf. But It uh, it does have one element to the game that I, I think is something that at least interests me enough to want to buy it. And I'm kind of hopeful that it's one of the ones on sale um, in two months time. Holy shit. It's almost November, by the way. Um, the fact that the courses not only are challenging golf courses, but they have elements for like from or environmental elements that can alter how you shoot. I think that's really cool. It kind of really enhances the gameplay for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you and I play golf with friends every once in a while. Mm-hmm. and it does that or if you've had the chance to play walkabout mini golf's hard levels that's kind of the same thing right yeah it, like it's nintendo needs to support their games that they release like especially their first party games and they have a platform that they can like they have the means to send out updates and people to download dlc and stuff like that so it's good that they're actually doing that with this game um we'll see how long it lasts because for all we know, this could be like the last update. Yeah, if if they get if you get away with one more, I think it would be perfect. Yeah, true. Um, 
Moving on to other Mario updates. Mario Party Superstars comes to Switch on October 29th. Uh, they will have addition, or, uh, more additional details will be coming out. Online play is supported throughout the entire game, including minigame-only modes, sur- or minigame-only survival uh, and tag match modes. They're bringing back 564 boards. So does this mean this game's going to finally have like more than four freaking boards in the game? Hopefully. Yeah, it'll be it'll have five boards. For sure, but like <laughs> I hope they do some new ones as well. Yeah. Um classics coming back are Spaceland, Peach's Birthday Cake, Woody Woods, Yoshi's Tropical Island and Horrorland. The survival game mode seemed to be the coolest thing that I saw. The play games and see how long you can stay in mm-hmm. first place. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, and and as long as everything has online capabilities, I think that game will have uh, longevity. The only problem is because Nintendo is so uh, we want to protect the children. Most of their online games don't have uh, like online lobbies. You can have random matchmaking and stuff like that. But I want to have a Super Mario Party game where I can create a lobby or browse lobbies and people can search for it and we can see how many people are playing the game or how many people in that game, how long it's going to be all this stuff. Like I don't want random matchmaking. I don't want to have to add a friend code or a, a, a game code just to play. Unfortunately, I think that's what it's going to be like though. I'm so, sorry. Are, are you talking about a Nintendo game here? Yeah. They're never going to learn. I know. <laughs> Is hey, there girl, anything else that excites a you? Girl about it? Could, a girl could dream. That is true. Is there anything that excites me about it? Not really. Well, you, you told me earlier you were going to trade in your old game for it. Well, yeah, because I feel like it has a better p- potential for longevity. I've played the heck out of uh, Super Mario Party on Switch. I've played, I played it enough f- that I was bored of it. Like we've played through all of the maps, uh, like the four or five uh, playboards. Like we've we've done it all. Um the, the problem that I found with that one is that it's the same dozen mini games over and over and over again. Like we'd be playing a game and the, you know, the mini game roulette or mini game select roulette would go and it would be the same mini games. And it's like, I want to play these other ones, but uh, no, I probably will get the new one if I can uh, get in a, a decent trade in value for my old copy. I guess I should do that before the game, like remotely comes close to releasing. I'll give you 37 cents. Yeah, that's what it'll be. The um, the one thing that I, I hope they keep is the that adventure mode where you were going down the waterfall. Even if they change up how it's used, maybe you have to go down a cart and a volcano or something. The team aspect of going down that and picking different mini games and working together to beat the clock was cool. And you, you got to earn characters that way, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what was next? Disco Elysium. It's an yeah. RPG. It was uh, a game that's been out on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation for many, 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 many months. But this is called the Final Cut Switch Edition. Yeah, it just has all the DLC and shit. When so, did the game come out? The game came out in uh, 2019. It's a two-year-old two year old game. It came I'm out not in October lie. of 2000. This October. was one of the better-looking games in this presentation that's not saying a lot i've never played it uh apparently it's pretty good though it looks good like it it looks like visually appealing yeah i thought 
um, I can't remember what game it was. Kind of like Life is Strange a little bit. Like the artwork. Uh, yeah, a little. It's like uh, kind of like like oil paintings. Yeah, I think it actually looked pretty crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, now, David, I want to I want to take you to a magical place. Close your eyes or open them. And you viewers, please, or listeners, close your eyes as well. Unless you're driving. Don't do that. What if I told you I could get you a go-kart game where there would be elements such as speed boosts, um, drifting, and if you drifted correctly, you'd get a speed boost out of the drift, um, items that you could pick up and throw at people to deter them from winning, um, and I could, I could place it in one of your favorite franchises. Would that sound cool to you? Would that sound interesting? Yeah, it sounds actually like a a great little game idea you have there. Yeah, I think they've made like nine of them in the name of Mario Kart. Although I don't believe there was a Mario Kart 6. I think there was. Wasn't it? Didn't it go 5, 7, Deluxe? I don't know. I think, uh, does, does 6 count as being the mobile one? Oh, maybe. No, no, Actually, 6 came out on, uh, 6 came out on, no, that was 7. 7 came out on the 3DS. Now... Here's the other unoriginal part of this game. This game was originally released or the idea was uh, released in 1999 as uh, a Final Fantasy themed Chocobo Racing. Chocobo. Uh, Did I say that right? Chocobo? It's Chocobo, not Chocobo. Either way. They're made out of Choco, not Choc. Either way, (laughs) this game is literally Mario Kart. It is. It's Chocobo Racing. It came out on the uh, PlayStation 1 originally. I just, I was so sad when I watched this. And I was like, this is what our lives have become. We are well, now. The Nintendo Switch is a, uh, just a, a, a re-release console. But like, this isn't like, they tried to like polish this as a brand new game. Well, it's like t- 22 years old. It's okay though because you can get power ups such as fireballs. Okay, but here's the thing though: just because it's a racing game with you know characters from the the, the Final Fantasy line of games, and you collect power ups and you shoot items and stuff like that, doesn't necessarily mean it's a a oh there's a Rainbow Road clone. Never mind. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> no, like, you know, Sonic has it. Sonic Team Racing, Diddy Kong Racing, like all of those others. Like every every IP has its racing games. And yes, they all are essentially Mario Kart clones. No, one, but don't ever disrespect Diddy Kong Racing in my presence ever again. I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying it's a Mario Kart clone. Never. Ever. It's a good game. I never said it was a bad game. I'm just saying it literally took the idea of it's the same thing. You're racing cutesy characters from the Donkey Kong franchise. You're collecting items and you're using weapons against other people. It's Mario Kart. This is came out. It came out after Mario Kart. So therefore, it's Mario Kart. It's it's a Mario Kart. How did you feel about voice of cards? The Isles of Dragon Roars. Um, I don't know. I downloaded the demo. There's a demo on on it. I'm I'm not very good at card games, but yeah. uh, could be kind of fun. It, it looked interesting just because I'm you know I'm a I'm a stickler for 
like board games and tabletop games and even digital ones are pretty cool. Like, or I like games with uh, like card or tabletop mechanics. Yep. Um, so I downloaded the demo. I haven't played it yet because I downloaded it. It was like 2 a.m. when I downloaded it <laughs> and I was going to bed. Uh, but I'm going to probably give it a give it a go this weekend to see what it's like and then wait for it to go on sale if I if I like it enough to buy it. That's fair. This is uh, this is uh, not even remotely interested for me, Doug. Um, the second announcement that led to another announcement um, was Nintendo revealing its final Smash Brothers character will be released on October 5th. Who do you think it'll be? October 5th? Yeah. Next Tuesday, we find out who. It's going to be literally just like a smorgasbord of everything. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if it was missing? No. That that would be hilarious. And it just uh, bugs it bugs your game up. So I was talking to somebody and my prediction, we said our predictions at the same time. So it was funny, but we both think it's Master Chief. What a way to end know. it, right? Yeah. That what a way be... to end it and then have Game Pass amalgamate with Xbox or uh, with Nintendo Switch Online and have some of the indie games that are playable on the Switch available. What an ultimate finish. Microsoft and Nintendo have been like... Do <laughs> oh, you think that Nintendo's actually going to go f- do a Game Pass model on their console? I do believe that's eventually going to happen, yes. Maybe if they want to justify upping the price of Nintendo Switch Online. Well, the only reason I say this is because if you remember when we were reading through the Nintendo versus... Or not Nintendo. Um, Apple versus Epic. Nintendo and Xbox were in conversations about such a thing, which oh, was yeah. they document. Were in cahoots. <laughs> they were in cahoots. And maybe it'll soften the blow for uh, the new Nintendo Switch Online program that is just all over the place. Well, we don't even really know the details about it, but we did get an announcement for the announcement. Which is? Nintendo 64. I, yeah, I, I figured you'd be, be a little bit more ecstatic, <laughs> not like questioning me for it. Yes, the Nintendo 64 and Mega Drive games, which would be the Sega Genesis. Sega, Sega Genesis, yeah. Uh, yeah, they announced Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack. Uh, it is essentially they are adding Nintendo 64, a collection of Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games to the Nintendo Switch Virtual Console lineup but you have to pay more money for it. Um, you know what this means for people who don't want to pay more money for it? That means that they're going to get less and less Super Nintendo and NES games added to their library. I mean, we games. were already getting so many as it was. We're getting like what? Like two a month? No, no, two every few months. Yeah. Um, I'm like on the fence about this. Because for one thing, like on one hand, I really want to play N64 games again. And while we were at one of our last adventures, right, I found a bunch of N64s and they were what, like 200 bucks? Yeah, no, which was really $110, I think it was. And it's yeah, like, I'm, ah, I'm on the lookout for you daily for one. And it's like, you know what? That's just a little too much for me to play N64 games. So it's like, okay, this is a great alternative. But then Nintendo's like, oh, this is going to be an extra fee. Added costs on top of Nintendo Switch Online. Now, granted, we pay like eight bucks for uh, Nintendo Switch Online for like a family plan. 
So it's not like we're spending a lot of money. But the fact is that they are now, they think that Nintendo Switch Online is worth paying more money for these consoles, for these these virtual console games. It's not. There's so many features that Nintendo has still not implemented or implemented in such a stupid way. Like you want to have voice chat or you want to send messages to people on your friends list. You have to use the Nintendo Switch Online mobile app. Yep. What like why when we have Discord? <laughs> you know, that's the most common or the the most popular online chat and gaming communication platform. Can't use Discord though because once it play uh Sony has a deal with it now. This is true. Well, you can use it like if you you still have to use your mobile phone or your computer or whatever, but I don't know, it's just they're going to announce in the coming weeks more details about the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online and the cost and everything, but and how to upgrade from like your regular Nintendo Switch Online or the family plan to it. But what? Okay, what is a acceptable price? What would you pay if you were not part of my family? If you weren't my child, um, and you were paying for Nintendo Switch Online for a single user. So what is it, 20 bucks for the year? Yeah. Uh, how much more would you pay just to be able to play N64 games on your Nintendo Switch? For the year? For the year. Am I getting a discount on the peripheral controller? No, 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 no. no. That's still 80 bucks. Um, yeah, which is ridiculous. Um, honestly... Five more dollars. The Nintendo Online service, as it stands right now, is worth about two dollars a month. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's worth that much more. If it was twenty five dollars for a year, so hold on, you're paying. You're saying you're you're getting a great deal on Nintendo Switch Online if you play, if you <laughs> if you pay for the single user membership, and you say that it's worth two dollars a month. You're actually getting a great deal. You're saving four dollars in the year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't pay more than $25 for the year. Luckily for me, I don't have to. But like, look at Game Pass as an example. Even if I no longer was able to take advantage of those crazy deals. Game Pass, honestly, is the greatest deal in gaming history. Yeah. And you could just be like, I'm going to PlayStation and they'll give you more. The funny thing is, is like with Game Pass, they add stuff so randomly like I know that there's announcements on there, but I don't always keep up with like what's coming to Game Pass and all that stuff. Or I'll read it and then it's like okay, in like a week, two weeks, these games are coming out, and I forget about it. And the next time I load up my Xbox and I browse the Game Pass library, I'm like, oh my god, there's all these new games on here. It's great. It's like Christmas every time. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But we got to keep the show moving along, right? Yeah. What are we going to talk about now? Uh, Can I get angry? Too- Can we get angry? Uh, you have. Th- Three more games to get right. angry. Okay. I mean, you can get the Castlevania Advanced Collection. I thought this was pretty sweet because you get all the regional versions of the games as well. That's true. Um, Just, it, sorry. You know, do you remember how you, we had an earlier episode and you were talking about not wanting to play Game Boy Advance games on like your 55 inch TV? and how yeah. it would look awful. I think the Castlevania Advanced Collection is a prime example of how 
bad it would look. Now, this isn't Nintendo implementing it. This is a Capcom published game. So this is Capcom's emulators and all their their shit and stuff like that. So, but the it looks horrible. Oh, it it looks awful. Do I think the collection's cool and worth having? Oh, the collection yes, is but great. I There's would like only play it in handheld mode. Yeah, the collection is great. It's just like uh, similar to the um, Contra collection, and there wasn't there another Castlevania collection. I think so, but like Dracula. Anyways, I'm a yeah. very casual Castlevania player. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't tell you the stories. I just know it's fun. Yeah. Um, Kotor. Kotor. Yeah, I was just going to talk about that one. They announced Knights of the Old Republic, the original Xbox masterpiece coming to Switch on November 11th. And it looks identical. Well, yeah, like what what do you expect? It's just a remaster. It looks the slightly better graphics. Now, I'm I'm curious. I have it on. I have the Xbox version, like the original Xbox version on my Xbox. uh, Series X. I can play it. I think they've upscaled it to 4K and all that stuff. Like it looks good. Like you know that it's a uh, an old game. It doesn't look amazing, but it looks good enough to be able to play it on my 55 inch TV. Now, I've bought this game many times. I own it on PC. I own it on Xbox. I owned it originally. Like I had a disc originally when it came out. Um, I bought it on mobile. Will I buy it again on the Switch? Absolutely. Probably. Um, Because it's one, it's an amazing game. It's such a good game. But being able to play it um, on the go or in handheld mode. uh, And I can hear people screaming, oh, but David, you said you bought it on mobile. Yes, I did. But there's just something about playing it on my phone. Like, I'm not a big gamer of games on my phone. Even though I have the sweet new phone with an awesome screen, it still is, uh, I don't know, it's just not that comfortable. Uh, and being able to play something on the Switch in handheld mode would be uh, would be great. So I'm going to wait, though. I'm going to wait till it releases to make sure that there's no game-breaking bugs. Because I did that once before. I bought Pillars of Eternity on the Nintendo Switch. This was a few years ago. I pre-ordered it digitally. And it came out, and there were so many bugs. I, I got Nintendo to refund me, but I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, and they had a few other announcements like game related. Yeah. I think Splatoon, they showed... I'm over. Like it's just, yeah, they showed some game or I don't really, it wasn't really gameplay. It was a cinematic trailer, like, like in game engine for, uh, Bayonetta three. So that game's not dead yet. I, I know I watched a video of uh, someone pretty much creaming themselves over the fact that, uh, Bayonetta's three trailer. It's like, okay, we know you're thirsty, but whatever. Uh, so I, I know a lot of uh, fanboys were loving that one. Um, the surprise for me was Kirby <laughs> in the Forgotten Land, which we almost oh, forgot yeah. about talking about. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's true. It looked good. This was the only game that actually had my attention. Yeah, like, um, you know, the last Kirby game was kind of lack- lackluster. It was fun, but it wasn't. Um, it was easy. It was clearly made for children. Um, but this one looks pretty cool. Like I'm sure it will be easy as well, but I don't know. Like Kirby games, like it's been time 
it's about time that we get a, a good Kirby game. Yeah, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Odyssey with the way the animation was, the mm-hmm. cityscapes. The design looked very, like it looked very inviting and warm, mm-hmm. which was nice. Now, guys, I know David's not really the swearer on this this show. I, I typically do the potty mountain around here. But David's a little upset. More to the point, I've never seen him so emotionally invested in an announcement. <laughs> so, Nintendo comes out and they're like, we have a massive announcement to make. Oh my god! Oh, uh, please, please don't ever do that again. Well, I'm just I'm, I'm preparing everybody for terrible accents. Thanks, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and they announced it or announced announced it announced a star-studded cast for a new animated Mario movie. Now, before I let David go absolutely bonkers crazy, I think the the company that is making this movie can make something good out of it. Yeah. Money. I heard a really cool idea where the actors were like live action and then they got like sucked into the game, kind of like Jumanji. But I thought that was kind of a fun pitch, which would justify why some of these people are in the movie. But the cast is is as follows. And then I'm going to let David just kind of go on his own playing cranky Kong as Fred Armisen, Donkey Kong, Seth. Green. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. He's so cool. Keegan Michael Key as Toad. He's so cool. Jack Black as Bowser. He's so cool. Charlie Day as Luigi. He's so cool. Anya Toy uh, Taylor Joy as Peach. He's so cool. And the man who stole quarters to play Super Mario at a laundromat, Star Lord himself, or Emmett Burkowski, Chris Pratt. He's so cool. Now, you know, I heard he's so cool. That's what they told us. Now, David was able to scour the depths of the internet. And he found some audio of what this movie might sound like. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm going to warn you guys. This is uh this is hidden like this is highly top secret. We managed to find this leaked audio. I actually have another leaked audio clip from some um, pre-audition uh, uh, recordings as well. Sean hasn't heard this before, this one. But uh, the first one, yeah, this is what some of the early recordings of the Mario Super Mario Bros. movie. Yahoo! Come on, Luigi! It's time to go on another adventure! Yeah, I'm not really feeling, I'm not really feeling like it today, Mario. Uh, Luigi, uh, what's wrong with your voice? The voice? Well, I've always sounded like this. Whoa, watch out, Mario! Bowser's right behind you! Oh no, I'm getting the Bowser! With fireball, I kick your ass from the edge of the bottom of hell. Oh yeah, motherfucker, you're gonna taste my spiky shit, yeah. Okay, and now you actually do sound really different. Oh, it's crack with the sort of tail, and the Italian's done. Okay, this is getting weird. I'm just gonna go hang out with my friend at Donkey Kong. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Uh, how about the toad? Oh god, not you too, though. Get out of my goddamn mushroom kingdom before I break my foot up on your ass. Insubordinate and church. Now that <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> oh my goodness. I uh I've I've watched this video clip and it, it's um 
it's from a TikToker. Do you have the name up on your screen? If not, I can grab it. I, I don't know. Um, it is, I think, therefore, I am B. I have watched that video probably 15, 20 times easily today. <laughs> um, it's really well done. He's a good voice actor. And if that's, you know what? If Luigi's going to sound like Charlie Day, I'm, I'm, I might be for that. That's funny as fuck. But the the Bowser impression was also just <laughs> uncanning. It's it's like they when they were trying to figure out who to cast for these things, they just had a bunch of just famous actors who have released movies or popular movies in the last like I don't know decade, and just threw darts on them, and well, then wherever I- they landed. That's that's who they decided to have. Like I think all of them are actively doing stuff. Like Fred Armisen is an incredible talent. Seth Rogen is in tons of stuff. Keegan Michael Key, tons of stuff. Jack Black, his career is starting to wind down a bit. Charlie Day still hell hella popular. Mm-hmm. Anya just finished um, Queen's Gambit, and Chris Pratt is a megastar. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to give you a hot take right now. Chris Pratt is overrated. Uh yeah. The best Chris Pratt was Guardians 1 and Andy in Parks and Rec. Yeah. Nothing else. I think, uh, did you watch? Yes, you hated War? that movie. Yes. Did you watch it? Did you watch it, though? Yes, we talked about this last week, and you ranted about it, too. I know. It's such a bad movie. and It was it, okay. It, but, you know, anyways, I'm not going to get into that. But I think, like, it's such an odd casting choice for everything. It's like they just kind of have a smorgasbord of of all these random ass actors and like Charlie day. I'm sorry. Like I love the guy. I think he's hilarious. I think in it's always sunny in Philadelphia and uh, horrible bosses. He is great. And who's the spaceship guy in a uh, Lego movie? Yeah. Spaceship. Yeah. Like I have, I laughed so hard during the Lego movie during that stuff. Like, I think he is a great, great actor. Um, but he has such a unique voice and I don't know if he can do anything. I think the biggest problem is that Mario and Luigi are Italian. They're from Brooklyn. Sure. But they are Italian and they've always had that kind of like Italian accent. So Luigi was played by John Leguizamo, an actual someone moderately Italian. I don't think he's even <laughs> close to Italian. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But uh, he, he, I don't know. Like uh, the internet, everyone was kind of like, what the hell is going on with this? Like, is, is this a joke? Like I had to double check the date. Is this April? He's Colombian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he can still talk with an accent. Um, okay. But I have a, uh, a little snippet of some recording. So before Nintendo and Illumination had decided to only cast Charlie Day, turns out that Glenn Howerton and Rob McKelleny, other actors and producers and writers for It's Always Sun in Philadelphia, had also lined up some auditions for uh, voice acting for this Mario movie. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, so here's a here's some a secret hidden clip that I found of them actually getting to their auditions, but unfortunately, I don't think it uh, worked out for them. Dude, what are you doing? Where's your Mario costume? 
No, I went with a sexier look. Sexy? Bro, we agreed on funny over sexy this year, so we could disarm the ladies? You don't remember this conversation? Without my Mario, what am I? I'm just like some weird Italian plumber. I look like an asshole. What is that? What, what even is that? I'm that character from Lord of the Rings. Vigil Morgenstein. Okay, that is not the character's name. That's the actor's name. And you're not even getting that right. You're totally, totally boning me here, bro. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> that's actually from uh <laughs> it's the halloween episode isn't <laughs> the it? halloween episode yeah but that's like the first thing i thought of when i when i saw charlie day playing uh luigi i just look like a like a italian asshole <laughs> isn't danny devito like spider-man or something oh he's man spider <laughs> yeah no the the acting choice is so weird i sent you a video um I forget the guy's name. It's like a, this YouTuber. He does these uh, very short clips, and it was just like, what do executives probably think when uh, they cast Chris Pratt <laughs> for the movie. And he's just like freaking out. Like, you know, one thing that this has, it's created gold content for internet meme culture. Oh, 100%. Right? Like, it is such a joke. Um, I wonder if this is going to be a movie where it would be more enjoyable to watch like the Japanese dub. <laughs> than the english dub maybe i think like this this will have potential but the problem is with chris pratt in particular and i think he might be one of our next cash or crap guys but um with him his voice doesn't fluctuate when he was emmett Burkowski, he was just chris pratt and vice versa right yeah yeah and yeah. like his funniest moments were when he again was Andy. He's done so many movies, but he's been the same. We watched a movie the other day that I wa um Chris watched it. It was uh it was called Bride Wars. I didn't even know he was in this. He was dating Anne Hathaway in this movie. Cool. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, then we watched another movie where he was in it and he was Jason Segal's best friend and married to like Allison Brie. Five year engagement. He's in all these things, but he's the same dude every single time. Which is why David and I are going to play a fun game right now called Recast. Hold on. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that yet. No? Okay. No, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the studio that's making this because they make money. Illumination Studios or Illumination Films. So they make money. So I feel like Nintendo went with this company because they make money and Nintendo likes money. So like some of the films, if you guys don't know, Despicable Me, uh, Despicable Me 2, Minions, also all three movies in the same story. Uh, the Lorax, Sing, that was actually a really good one. I've Sing never seen was it, phenomenal. but I know that Sean liked it. Uh, the Grinch, Secret Life of Pets and the sequel. So they, they're, they kind of stick with what is Secret Life of Pets and Despicable Me those two little worlds uh sing was kind of like a one-off but they are actually coming out with a sing sing two coming out in december so matthew fogel is the writer for um the mario movie and he is known for minions the rise of grew uh lego movie two big mamas like father like son uh so he he's has some movie uh like some decent movies, mostly I would say the Lego movie too. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see how this, it really depends on the story. It, obviously we're going to go see it, right? Like we yeah. have to, and that's why it's going to make money because I want to see it because I'm 
partially intrigued, but I'm also want to see if it's a dumpster fire of voice acting. And then uh, there was a, an article posted uh, a few days ago about Chris Pratt. And he posted to something, a video on TikTok saying how like, oh, this is his dream. Dream comes true. He used to play the Mario uh, Mario Bros. arcade game at the laundromat by stealing quarters. You son of a bitch, Chris Pratt. I thought you were so cool, but no, you're just a little petty theft. <laughs> petty thief. I don't know. He's, I don't know. He's kind of douchey ever since he got Star-Lord. I like, yeah. Do you it think was, I, it was I, I don't the really Passengers like movie that did it for me. Did you did you not like Passengers or no, you did? That, that was where he like started his change. And then like Jurassic World, although I will say he's very good in Jurassic World. I think uh, animated with all those fake dinosaurs. I think Jurassic World plays into his acting style. Very comedic. It's, but it also if you look at how he is in Jurassic World, it's the same character as in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, a little bit. Right. And in Passengers, he was trying to go into a more serious role. But then he turned into a creepy stalker person. <laughs> we are 100% doing Chris Pat, uh, Pratt crap, cash or crap. Wow, yeah. I'm sorry. Can we recast the movie in our own way? Yeah, let's do it. So who did you have for Mario? Mario. Um, Nobody. Wow. This is going to be a really fun game that I play. You, you re- yeah, you're playing with yourself. I'm going to judge your your selection. So I had one of two choices and I know... This is why I put it too, because he was. I recently found out he was cast as Cranky Kong, but I thought Fred Armisen of SNL fame and mm-hmm. um, a lot of other shows would have been a really good Super Mario. You know what? I, I'm honestly going to say that I would have felt that he would have been a better Luigi. Oh, see, I had him wrote, written down there, but there's only one person who can play Luigi, which I'll get to in a minute. Okay. Um, the other person, if you wanted more like an American happy-go-lucky Super Mario with a little bit less of a, an Italian accident. I thought with the uprising of Jason Sudeikis now and like where he's at with Ted Lasso and some of the movies he's been doing and has done already, he would be a really funny Super Mario. Yeah, can he do like a, a Brooklyn Italian accent though? 100% because, again, SNL. This is the only reason I would know this. I know. Most of my picks are SNL people, just so you know. And I think that's pretty safe. Um, for Princess Peach, I just have him in the order of the list. I did. I did. I don't know if you have somebody for Peach, um, but I went with the incomparable Jillian Jacobs from Community or Britta. Um, I don't know who that is. You didn't watch Community? No, I didn't. Okay, well, she's a phenomenal actor. I'm trying to think of other things that she's in, but we also don't really have time for I, me to like uh, fuck around with all this stuff. But she was also in. She's the. I voice don't know any of these. She's an invincible as a voice actor as well. Okay. Um, for Luigi. Yeah, lay this on me. I picked just somebody hilarious because I thought it'd be funny. Do you know who Jason Manzukas is? Jason Manzukas. Uh, he is Rafi from the league. Pimento yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's aggressively funny and his voice is perfect for Luigi. You know what I have to say about him? 
he's funny as hell. <laughs> he's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool. That's a certified. Fr- we're keeping this down forever now. Yeah, that's like certified fresh for us. Yeah, that is. Um, but yes, he is my one and only Luigi. He was the first thing I wrote down on the list. He's the first person I thought of. Right, I don't even know right. why. I don't even know if he can do an uh, Italian accent. Who? I just thought he'd be funny as hell. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Donkey Kong. I went like super street roughy Italian. Not really Italian, but like could play Italian. Big man, big funny man in the early 2000s. I went with Vincent Vaughn. Really? Really? Yeah, I thought his voice would be perfect for it. Like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, like Vince Vaughn, you know, like in any movie where he's like negotiating with somebody or rambling. Donkey Kong isn't the (sighs) smartest guy, so you'd know he's going to be rambling a lot. And like, I obviously understand and appreciate why they probably went with Seth Rogen. He did a really good Pumbaa. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it, yes, guess what? It was just Seth Rogen as a fat pig. That's the problem with Seth Rogen. It's he he just is his voice. And I swear to God, if they put the Seth Rogen laugh in that movie, like they did put the Seth Rogen laugh in every single movie he's ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh, I'm planning on I'm going to upload this to our uh, YouTube. I'll probably put it on our our Instagram as well. Um, I'm taking a bunch of clips of Seth Rogen's laugh and going to put it over top of various Donkey Kong <laughs> footage. I'm working on it. It's hilarious. I love it. So do you, are, are you approving of my, my recast with Vince Vaughn? I don't know. Like I feel like it could work, but I also feel like Donkey Kong needs like a more, like deeper burly voice not like not like too crazy deep burly but i feel like it needs to be he needs to have a denser weight to his voice i kept thinking boston actors when i was going donkey kong and i'm not sure why but like i had like john krasinski ben affleck i had those kind of like heavy boston accents in there which doesn't make any sense but yeah I, I, i i see what you're saying you ready for my my toadstool yeah, because right now, as it stands, Toad Toad is a fifty-year-old black man. I picked a <laughs> washed-up actor. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's all it needs. You need a washed-up actor to. <laughs> I picked Michael Sarah, and I'm laughing at it as I'm saying it. He's so cool. Oh my god, I'm I'm imagining it right now. It's so good. It, yes, it could totally it could work. It could totally work. It could totally work. Yeah. Just I like think- him running in super bad, but as Toad, mm-hmm. we have a lot of video to work to do. Yeah, we do. Oh my god. Um Bowser. I picked John Bailey, who is better known as Epic Voice Guy. Really? I, I don't know why. I just figured if you were going to give Bowser like a tone that wasn't Jack Black, because I can't unhear that. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of perfect because he's got that epic, deep baritone voice and he could really tell Mario where to go instead of every video game. It's just, wah, 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 you know? Yeah. You know who I would pick for? Um, uh, what's his name? Who are we talking about? Um, Bowser. Ba- Bowser. I would pick Michael Dun- uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. The guy from, well, I guess most famously known from the Green Mile. 
He's dead though, bro. I know. Yo, he was Shaft. No, he you was Richard Roundtree. You don't have to. You didn't say that they had to be alive. Well, yeah, that's kind of implied. <laughs> I know, but can you imagine? Like <laughs> he had Michael Jackson. He had such a like such a deep, strong voice. You know, like it. It just. I could just imagine Bowser having a like a uh, like a smooth and sultry voice. Yeah, he he needs something like that because he's yeah, Jack Black. I don't know. Like it's so good though. The- yeah. Um, now we went out of our way and created a few characters that we didn't know if they're going to be in the movie or going to be cast or not. Um, we also have a small hope that because of Sega and Nintendo's ultimate friendship, um, Ben Schwartz makes it into the movie as Sonic the Hedgehog because he was a phenomenal Sonic. So we will, we will see, but I have a few characters left. Are you ready? Yeah. Lay it on me. We, we, we cast King Boo. And it took me a lot to determine who I wanted to be King Boo. And I thought of somebody really funny. He was in the Hangover films. Uh, he's on a competition television show once a week. Um, he's His name is Ken Jong. Ken I, who? Ken Jong. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Chow from yeah, yeah. The Hangover. Yeah. I think he would be a brilliant King Boo because nobody really knows what King Boo is or was. He's just a ghost. That's a king. So he could be like salty, but funny and high pitched and screechy, or he could be deep voiced. He could be whatever he wants. So nobody, nobody knows. Ultimately, King Boo's Asian. Could be. <laughs> yeah, who knows? All um, right. For Yoshi, this was tough because I had a bunch of things written down. I, I'm, I, I'm curious about this one, but your your thought process for this. I one. went all over the place. So I was trying to think of a sidekick that would be hilarious, would be high energy, but had like a good voice. And the three people I wrote down were Dave Franco. Okay. Aziz Ansari. <laughs> and Dak Shepard. And I landed on Dak Shepard. You know what? Yes. But here's the question is here's my question for you is, is he just going to is he going to pull the the uh, Vin Diesel Groot and just say Yoshi? <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi. Right? Like, because that's all Yoshi says. Yoshi doesn't talk, but Yoshi could he just talk. says his name. He just says Yoshi, like in different ways and stuff like that. So is that how Yoshi would be voiced in in the movie? I think in some of the cartoons, Yoshi did talk. And then there's other ones where he goes, bow, bow. And he makes a little fart mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I was trying to think of the personality of Yoshi, these were the three people I came up with and they're vastly different. But Dak Shepard to me is just like, he's such a funny actor and he doesn't get a lot of respect because he does a lot of like B like C and B level movies. One of my favorite movies of his is employee of the month. And he's not even like the main actor. Well, he is one of the main actors. Yeah. Alongside Dane Cook. Yeah, he almost made my list on something else. You know, it's uh, he, he's also in a great movie that is starting to um, mimic real life idiocracy. Oh, Dane Cook or no, um, Dak Shepard. He's a funny, funny man. And he was also did you ever watch Chips? Very funny movie. The fact right? that have you ever seen the audition video uh, for Chips where no. he's like Kristen Bell, his wife? is like trying to audition for the movie and he's she's like oh i thought because you know like 
you're directing it and in it. I just got the part. And they just like kept screwing with her the entire time. It's really funny. I will send it. I will post it. It's really good. I have a few more left on my list. Uh, Koopa Troopa. This was the one that Dane Cook lost the job, unfortunately. Like the, you mean the, like the minions, right? Yeah. Bowser's minions. Okay. The little green shell dudes. I'm not thinking the red shell or the blue shell. You may, you know what? Dane Cook could be the red shell guy. That'd be still fun. Oh, so like you would want like a pair of them. Like they're, they're like the, those, uh, those are hammer brothers. Oh, well, okay. True. But I would say, I feel like if you were to have uh like Koopa Troopas, you could have two different ones, one with a red and one with a green shell. And they could sure. be like two different people. I right? just figured like there'd the... be like one or a Goomba, but I didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 True. Um, the voice actor I picked for this, I picked a legitimate voice actor who's been in uh, TV shows as well, but John Ratzenberger. Okay. He is famously known as the voice of Ham, the bank. Yeah. Uh, and literally, he's he's one character in every single Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Perfect casting. Yeah, and I, I, I could see. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be a good one. Um, for Daisy, Peach's confidant and sister. <laughs> um, I picked Allison Brie, also from Community, um, Glow, a lot of movies. She's a very funny actress. She's actually Dave Franco's wife as well, for those who didn't know. She has that Daisy personality. This was an easy choice. It was like, I just closed my eyes and I imagined Allison mm-hmm. Brie. All right. And yeah, I see it. Then I had, uh, you're going to, you'll have to Google this one, but it's funny. While we were getting ready for the show, I had an epiphany. I was like dry bones, you know, dry bones. The guy you jump on, he turns to bones and then he gets back up and then it's just a, it's the yeah. skeleton of a Koopa. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to think of the most Italian actor I could think of. I think Ray Liotta would be the perfect dry bones. <laughs> he's just, yeah. And like, he's just so pissed that he keeps falling apart. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. That's, that's our surprise Mario castings. And uh, did we do better than Nintendo? Maybe. Are we paying for it? No. Um, but you know what? No, regardless of how the Super Mario Bros. film by Illumination Studios or whatever does, whether or not the actors that they that Nintendo has selected to voice their iconic line of characters no movie in the history of movies no video game movie will ever be better than the 1993 live action super mario bros film all right so how much (laughs) did you smoke today because there is no good video game movie what are you talking about detective pikachu is pretty good okay there's one good video game movie and and Pokemon, the first movie, was pretty good. Doesn't count. No. Come on. You, are you saying that Super Mario Bros. film, like, you wouldn't watch it and enjoy it for, like, what it was, what it is? I mean, the Goombas. What it forever for will be. Real. Yeah. It, it was, fu- like, it was as fun as it could be back in the day. The fact that they managed to take things that we knew, like, took Mario and that whole universe and turn it into a live action world, right? With 
and they incorporated all of these things into something that I wouldn't necessarily say is feasible, but is more believable, right? Yeah. I think that's a feat in itself. Um, I And as I, I'm honest, I, I will always be down to watch Super Mario Bros., the 1993 live action film. It's because you like to watch terrible movies. Well, no, I like to watch good movies, but also like, you know, growing up, you rented that movie. I guarantee it. You rented no, that movie. We, my dad taped it. Okay. Well, early piracy. Um, <laughs> it, but I know that you enjoyed it because when you're a kid, that was Super Mario Bros. Right? Like they had the things that that we we, like we were playing on our Nintendos, and they made it real life. You know, although it was kind of different, the the Goombas were these big, dumb guys with tiny heads, and and Bowser was a guy with. They were going through the machine, (laughs) right? Uh, Yoshi was actually like a legit raptor, (laughs) Um, and he was like a terrifying raptor. Yeah, he was a, and the there's like little gun that they had that I think what turned people into goo or something like that. Yeah, the was uh, actually a NES or Super Nintendo Super Scope, right? Like when when I saw that in there, I was like, oh, my God, I have one of those. Like, it was so cool. So I don't know. Like, I feel like the Super Mario Bros movie, it has an uphill battle right now to be good. Uh, it's not like the Pokemon. I, well, we're going to see a trailer for it. The movie comes out in like what? 2022 december we we will see our first trailer i think at christmas probably i so once we get the the first trailer then we will uh review this a little more um i'm cautious cautiously optimistic about this movie but uh i i don't think it's going to be a detective pikachu for me unfortunately um yeah i have about 50 percent hopes for it I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to think. I just know that I have faith in the studio making the movie, which is more than I could say about the Detective Pikachu movie, which turned out okay because I went into Detective Pikachu with zero. I mean, zero expectations. Yeah. Like I was an adult going to a Pokemon movie. I know that uh, she who shall not be named was like super excited for it. I was pretty excited for it because like the trailer looked pretty like it looked like it was going to be a fun movie, but I was very impressed with the overall story and everything. So, um, but yeah, I think with that being said, I am going to go watch the Super Mario Bros. 1993 live action Super Mario Bros. film. Oh, well, I'm going to go watch What If because I haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, apparently it, this might actually be better than the Zombie Avengers episode. Uh, yeah, it, I, it so far, I think, is the best one. But I think next week we're going to talk about, uh, I think we're going to just do a, if we can, if you if you watch the last episode in time for us to record, we can do a little um, recap of what if and talk about our favorite parts and what this means for the Marvel Universe. It's going to mean a lot of things like what if. And we want to apologize about the programming mistake we made. We are very sorry that there was not an episode of Meeples. It's coming. We promise. Yeah, we had some scheduling scheduling issues. Yeah, somebody That's wanted right. to continue vacation for another week. 
our not so good friend Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But for myself and David, we want to thank you again for listening. Find us on your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media. And for, I, I don't even know, for the almost 100th time, I think we're on episode 96 or 97. We're so close to 100 and we're so glad you're still here because we got some special things coming for you guys in the future. Until then, game on and we'll see you next time. He's so cool.